And that's why they call it a major award. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and side glass here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Man, we're like almost there. Almost. If, if by there you mean Christmas, then yes, we're almost there. Yes. Yes. And almost the end of the year, almost the end of 2020, which I know it's not really true that all the things that are hard are going to end on New Year's Day, but uh, still, let's get out of this year. Yeah, it's it's metaphoric or not, I'm ready yeah. for something different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will show this off, other than my lovely uh, leg lamp shirt, um, a friend of ours gave me this very lovely David Rose mug and I'm enjoying a very lovely, um, caramel apple tea out of it. It's nice. It's nice. <clears throat> very uninterested in that opinion. Yeah. That's what, how uh, I feel. That's what he says. I'm, I'm personally having a, an old fashioned, which is like eggnog without the egg or milk. Very true. Yeah. Um, if you, if you, uh, are not a Costco person, the Costco Kirkland brand eggnog is like nice. Mm. It is the pre-mixed eggnog of choice in our in our house. I have a recipe that has been in my family for three generations. I know so you you brought it up every you year. Bring it up every I have to. every year. I have to. We've now been doing this long enough that I think I probably brought it up twice. Guys, before now. we have crossed this major milestone yeah. where there's already shtick that we're like sick of <laughs> multi-year shtick. It's yeah, wow. It's rough. it's rough. It's that's a milestone. It is the majorest of milestones, really. Yeah. Um. Do you have moose mugs? I don't. I, I know you do. I do. I'm yeah. very proud of my moose mugs. Yeah, they're good. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, it's very festive. It's a, it's a fun it's a, thing. It's to, the most uh, wonderful time of the year. Indeed. And that's basically what we want to talk about this week. But before we get into like the whatever uh, main course, um, what else has been going on? Do you have any? I just have one thing. It's only kind of related to anything. So uh, prior to all everything closing up in the last year and a half, um, we were hired three times to play gigs at a frat house in Chapel Hill, UNC Chapel yep. Hill. Um, and I won't say their name for reasons that'll be obvious in a moment. Um, an article hit the news this morning um, about three fraternities in Chapel Hill have been busted for trafficking drugs to the tune of about a million and a half dollars worth of drugs. And my boys were one of the three named houses. Oh man. So for so two thoughts. First of all, I hope that they're still there to throw parties in the future. Uh <laughs> and second, I clearly was undercharging them drastically. That, that is absolutely true. <laughs> drastically. So um yeah, it's just an interesting little um tidbit. I, I saw the headline and I really hoped it wasn't my and then I opened up and it was my guys. Womp womp. Yeah. So like what kind of drugs are we talking? I mean, not trying to get in the weeds or weeds. Bleh. No, but that, so to speak. Um, it was yeah, I'm trying to get the weeds, a you know large amount of cocaine of, of marijuana that was driven in from California, apparently, and then a fair amount of cocaine that was shipped U- UPS from California, um, <laughs> and some various other oddments, um, uh, some MDMA and some other things. Um, Yikes! And then these guys were sending the money back to whoever the boss was over Venmo. Sure. Which doesn't seem like the most secure option. I've never needed to send a million and a half dollars. I feel like PayPal has a, now has like a, like a crypto option. PayPal does have a crypto option. That's true. And crypto is exploding because of it. But uh, yes, that would be a thing. That would be a thing. But um, 
still yeah, didn't you, Bitcoin hit its like all time high today, today. Yes. Yes. My my little crypto portfolio, I think I've got 17 cents worth of Bitcoin. Sweet. So I got that going. Sweet. I own uh, uh, enough Litecoin that if it really goes to the moon, I will have some dollars. But yeah, the right now I feel like I have the most in it. So I took like 30 bucks and like put it like spread it across a bunch of cryptos, put most of it in Ethereum because it was like hitting at the moment. Yeah. But like now my $30 is now like $14. Mm-hmm. You know, and I haven't spent it. So. Well, that's the thing. When when it's when it's really in the sky, the hype is big, and a lot of people spend on it, and then that's that was the spike, and it comes back down. And yeah, yep. This is the hard hitting information you tune in for week in and week out. Isn't mm. that right, folks? Yep, yep. How to get away with trafficking a million and a half dollars worth of drugs? Not that yeah, we I mean, would know. <laughs> it's when you're talking about like I don't know. I was it, that made me think of that Mitch Hedberg joke. It's like my favorite. Uh, my favorite guy is the FedEx guy because he's a drug dealer and doesn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, that that in the I used to do drugs. I still, I still do, do but I used to as well. But I used to too. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun things that make us smile, let's talk reviews. Ah, we have gotten into the habit. You of know what? We need a review about- stinger. We need some music for reviews. If we're going to do this as a thing, we need to make it a thing, man. I think you're you're getting inspired by our friend Mike Schulte and his uh, movie podcast, Confused Breakfast. Um, they just did this week. They did uh, Home Alone, and I immediately watched Home Alone the uh, the same evening, and it completely ruined my experience. So thanks for that, Mike. <laughs> oh well. Uh, but if you would like to be featured uh, in a uh, in a review or on the episode, all you have to do is go to the podcast platform of your choice and leave a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you may be able to do it on Stitcher. You can also leave it on our Facebook page or send us a nice message. It's just nice to get every once in a while. This one uh, comes from the podcast app. It's from JMP111181. Five-star review says, love seeing knowledge shared. Too often musicians are only out for number one and getting anyone to share a contact or talk ideas can be like pulling teeth. It's great to hear y'all pass along knowledge and ideas. I can't wait to get out of quarantine and play again using some of the ideas this show has given me. So thanks, JMP1111181. How many ones? Um, Four ones and then an eight and then another one. All right, here's the thing about JMP1111181. If that means that the birth date of said person is November 11th, 81, mm-hmm. then they share my mother's birthday. Not the year, what? but the day. Fascinating. So again, hard hitting facts from your podcast people. So let's be very, very clear. You know, we've been talking about these reviews and they've been pretty like glowing up to this point. Uh, If I'm going sequentially down the list, I'm about to hit a one star review. So if you'd rather not a one star review, please take this to heart and leave a five star (laughs) review for us to talk about next week. That'd be good. That'd be so great. That'd be good. Although it might be fun to read a one-star review. I don't mind doing angry tweets. It's, again, it's not substantive. It's just a meh, like, (laughs) one-star review. All right. It's not very, it's not constructive. There's nothing where you can really do about it, so. Yeah. All right. I was was um, called, um, what was it? There was a review that called me. Insufferable. Insufferable, yes, yes. That one's coming. It's down the road. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's not the first time I've been called insufferable. (laughs) Anyway. You know, I've been, I've, I've learned things about myself, about what people have not said about me, Mm. you know, just as bad. Like, yeah. Like saying you have a great sounding voice. (laughs) I've learned that. 
about myself. Uh. You know. Um, so let's see. I've got one thing that literally popped up this afternoon. Um, and hopefully it's a sign of things to come, but we'll just kind of have to see. But I got an inquiry from a uh, an event planner about playing at an event. Mm. This one is um, second week of January. It's a it is a a an event being held by a museum. Okay. Um, but it's a science museum, so they actually like take the protocol seriously. Nice. And the um, the event coordinator is like super with it. And like went out of her way to be like, all of this stuff is in place in order to keep this event from like being too crazy. So we are going to try and do a trio gig. Cool. Um, and just kind of rip the bandaid off that one. Love it. See how we do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not great pay, but it is a corporate event that uh, takes COVID protocols very seriously in January. Which is kind of like, I mean, that hits that hits some notes. Yeah, it's good. So um, I think I've got a head count. I've got to shore up a couple of things, but I think we're going to be doing that one. So That's awesome. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Will that, will that be like um, one person. your new bassist playing with you? No, in this case, it will be the uh, the original guy, but the, um, you know, that the the meeting has, has happened and, and, you know, files are being shared and so we're kind of working through that process and we'll we'll you know there will be some time where there'll be some overlap we just we'll we'll have to get there sure so that's that's all i've got going on music wise all right that's good yeah you know again just kind of like forward momentum something to kind of keep your eyes fixed upon yeah yeah i i'm looking at a calendar with nothing on it right now so and yeah, I mean, after this, I got nothing going not on. Not all that motivated to put anything on it right now until, you know, things get a little clearer. Yeah. But, you know, this is, this is, it's, we're, we're kind of, again, we're kind of on the, the tail end of the worst thing. And sometimes the, the very end is like the worst part. Right. And I think with that, plus the, the weather being as bad as it, it, it is probably going to be, it's just going to be that way for a while. Right. Right. So we'll have to figure it out. Day by day. It's how we do. But you know how we're going to get through this? We're going to get through this by embracing the Christmas spirit, the holiday spirit. Whatever holiday it is that you might celebrate, we're going to embrace it, right? Big old squeeze. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Except for not all of it, right? Well, we're just going to squeeze the pertinent parts. Right. If so the juice I think is worth <laughs> the squeeze. The, the Christmas juice? The Christmas juice. The moose juice. Jingle, the jingle juice. Jingle juice is worth the, hey, the lemon squeeze. The, the jingle squeeze? I don't know. None of this is working. No. But it's okay. No, it's not our best material. So, guys, listen. The whole intent of uh, this week's episode is to talk about Christmas songs. Um, those of us who are musicians are probably working on some t- to play. I don't know if you guys have been checking in with uh, our social media, but I've been playing a couple of Christmas tunes, little 60-second snippets, just to kind of spread some cheer and literally just put, pick a guitar up for a you know a functional purpose um, on a daily basis. But um, in the process of doing that, you know, you go through this list and you're you're going to places and you're hearing that you know the the music or the radio or whatever. Um, lots of Christmas songs out in the world. And in our personal opinion, some of them just, some of them just gotta go. It's true. So this week we are going to be talking about, it's a twofold kind of conversation. The first part of the, the 
you know, the, the deal is Christmas songs that need to go and then Christmas songs that need to kind of take their place. Yep. Or songs that don't necessarily get their due that we think are pretty sweet. Yeah. So um, I know that we are mostly on the same page about these tunes, but mostly. may... Mostly. I have... There might be yeah. a little... Well, we'll just talk our way through them. Might be a little playful back and forth. I will say overall, I, I tend to lean toward the cheesy Perry Como um, schmaltz uh, material for Christmas. I'm a fan of all of that very much. And, um, you know, it's what I'm listening to while I'm putting up the tree What it was mm-hmm. last weekend. And um, um, so I do, I do um, favor that genre, you know. Yeah, I mean, in our house, two things are happening. I'm either using Apple Music's Christmas Classics uh, playlist that's just playing through like the home potter on the Apple TV, or I've got the record player going. And then if it's the record player, it's all old school stuff. Yeah. And I feel like there's, there's like the whole big band kind of swing of all of these records that I think once you kind of hit the Dean Martin Christmas record, it all just kind of starts to fall apart. Yeah. I think that's the one where I'm kind of like, Oh, like they're they That's the one that f- the first one that I heard that feels like it's just phoning it in. Like you're just, cashing the christmas check yeah hearing hearing dean martin do it's a marshmallow world uh you can tell he just he he's it's a paycheck he is at, it's a paycheck he is at capitol studios in the middle of july yeah. he is three martinis in yeah. it's and a he's marshmallow just world if you dig it he just could not yeah. could not Couldn't be care could not care so um, that one doesn't necessarily hit the list, but there's plenty of other ones. So without further ado, here is our list of Christmas songs that need to go. Number one, Last Christmas by Wham. You know, um, I don't know if you're aware of this. That song has verses. It does. But I couldn't sing the verse of it. All I know of it is the chorus. If members only hadn't recorded it and I hadn't sat in a studio while Amber tracked the vocals, um, I don't know if I would know them all. Yeah. yeah I will say this. They did do a movie, uh, a, a romantic comedy that was released maybe last year or the year before, starring Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, that definitely hits like all of the like Christmas rom-com notes. But once you kind of get into the middle of it, you're like, oh, it's it's very much a George Michael Christmas themed rom-com like it is mm. there, there comes a moment in that movie where it all kind of hits all at once and you're like oh okay that's what this is about so plus it's a christmas breakup song why would you do that yeah and that's really what it that's the thing that kind of bugs me about it is that it's it is just a breakup song that has the word christmas in it and if you need a wham breakup song let's just agree that careless whisper cannot be topped okay let's i think right. that's all there is to say about that yeah so that kind of like knocks it down a peg and then you know, he's saying last Christmas, so this is in the past, mm-hmm. and he's saying this year, I'll say, for, like, what have you been doing all year? You're George Michael in the 80s. Oh, like, you can pull. You can, like, you're... You can do anything. This is like you can do anything you peak. Want. Yeah, 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 yeah. George Michael in the 80s, like, could have been doing literally anything. If George Michael that was... Being said, so the point is, if he was sitting around from Christmas to Christmas, like, that's just a waste of George Michael, frankly. 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. Totally... Total waste. Fully with you. And have you seen the video? Like, sure George Michael is gorgeous in that video. Well, yeah. Like, what a handsome, beautiful man. Oh, and talented and, uh, yeah, yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Super not fair. And, you know, w- w- this is not coming from any sort of, uh, you know, 
ill will. Both of us, like, <laughs> I personally kneel at the feet of George Michael. Oh, no question. Um, the live version of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me might be one of the most amazing musical yeah. recordings of all time, totally. in my opinion. Totally. Um, it's just incredible. So, um, but that doesn't mean that everything that he did came out great. Uh, and this just is one of them. didn't. So while it is one of the most iconic 80s Christmas tunes, it is one of my least favorite. So True. True. No good. It's got to go. Okay. So this one is going to get a little contentious. And this one was one that I came up with, and Dan doesn't necessarily agree with me. Uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. So let's just start with your issues with Baby, It's Cold Outside. Um. I don't think we need to go over it. I think no. it's already been covered pretty solidly. Um, you don't need to revamp it. You don't need to change the lyrics. Like it's not to me. It doesn't feel like it's not that great of a song. Okay. Let's just, okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, here's the thing about baby. It's cold outside. It, it, um, the original recording was done with the amount of tongue in cheek that was necessary for the time in which it was recorded. Again, it was Dean Martin. Exactly. And the the sentiment of it didn't really convey to a modern audience. But at its heart, it's flirty and cute and kind of sexy. Uh, and not really rapey, if you can kind of put it in context. People have problems with it in terms of the coercion and uh, lack of consent that the lyrics imply if you take them literally. But that wasn't the, that wasn't the sentiment it was sung in. And I think it can yeah. be done that way these days if you're careful with it. Um you know, I, I there's definitely like a point counterpoint that like, you know, this is a woman of that era, like exercising her sexuality yep. and that kind of thing. Yep. I just, again, I don't think, I just don't think that the conversation is very interesting. I don't know. And you kind of object to it on the, on compositional grounds too, right? It's just sort of yeah. a, sort of a doodly do sort of a not too interesting yeah. composition. And I do get that. I do get that. It, it's just, it, to me, it doesn't feel like canon, you know, if we're talking about Christmas tunes. Okay. Fair. That's just kind of how I feel about it. Fair, fair. You know, I think that one's optional, but I don't I don't think it deserves all the hate that it has gotten in the last few years. Yeah, again, I, I think I think the the compositional merits are are stronger than any of the other merits. And and again, I don't think any of it's great. Sure. That's just how I feel. Fair enough. Fair enough. So um jumping a bit further ahead, um, my vote for the next one is Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. Now I hadn't heard it's- that before it showed up on this list, so I had to go listen to it. Okay. There's, so upon first listen, what were your thoughts? There's just nothing to it. It's totally vacuous, empty pop nonsense. There's nothing to it. So the first time I listened to it, it sounded like she was talking about how she wanted to, like, she was b- wanting to bone Santa. And I didn't really understand it. And then I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I, like, looked up the lyrics. And she wasn't saying, if you won't be here, it's if he won't be here. Right. So then you're going back and you're like, oh, this is just last Christmas from the other side. And it's the same, it's the same argument that I have is you're a 21 year old Ariana Grande and you're having like, what else could you be doing? Right. Right. You know? Right. Right. Well, now, and, granted, and she is, she has seen a lot of, you know, rough stuff in her life. You know, she was with Mac Miller and that crazy thing that happened in Manchester. Like, I'm not saying like her life isn't complicated or right. whatever. It just lyrically, it doesn't stand up. Uh, I don't think musically it stands up either. I think the, pro- the production of it is very, um, bubblegum pop, um, out of, out of a can, production i don't think it's much of a song sure yeah so yeah just kind of not not a big fan yeah um i'm probably gonna get some hate for this one but uh blue christmas by elvis presley okay i will fight you 
Okay. Yeah. And well, not because it's a great song. I do this one acoustic during the season and I cheese it. I ham it. There's no way for me to do Elvis straight faced. I, sure. so, you know, I, I am doing an Elvis impression for yucks when I sing yeah. it. And, uh, and I think it's great for that. And I would not try to do it serious. Yeah. So my, my gripe with it is that it's really, really sad lyrics, but like way too smooth of a delivery. Mm. So it's like, Elvis isn't blue. He's not having a blue Christmas without you. Oh, you don't believe He's, it. You just don't, you just oh, don't no. buy this. I see. I see. You can hear the smirk in the, when he's singing it. Like yeah. he didn't, he didn't care. So yeah, it's, it, you know, we're, we're already three songs that are, that are basically just Christmas breakup songs. Like, is this just really a commentary on the price of fame in our society? Because Elvis, like, like there's not something Elvis could have been up to. Right. Since last Christmas. I feel like, you know, this is just a very, uh, a, a very illuminating list of, you know, the, the high price of fame for, for celebrities. It's, I mean, look, it's a hard season when you're, when you're, um, rich and wealthy. Yeah. And I mean, are like all of these, are, are all of these people just that shallow? I mean, or yeah. Or is fame that lonely? Yeah. You know? We wouldn't know. <laughs> right. We're podcast famous. It's a different, whole different kind of thing. No one's stopping us on the street Mm-mm. or online or Mm-mm. anywhere. It's great. No. Okay. So this one, the next one on my list is one that I feel like I introduced you to last year. You did? Uh, and that one, it's not necessarily a Christmas song per se, but it's a song that makes its way onto like holiday playlist, at least in where I am. And it that is Another Odd Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. And it's so gross. It's not, it's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first thing that like hits you is the, the mel like the, just the melody because it just, it's, it repeats over and over again. Yeah. Like it does that for like five straight minutes. Yeah. It is a compositional sledgehammer. There's, there's no way around it. Yeah. There's, there, there's absolutely nothing to it. And the story goes a little something like, uh, you seen your old girlfriend at the grocery store and then you get drunk in the back of her Mitsubishi. Like what, what is that about? And complain about being a famous rock star. Right. And she's like in an, in a loveless marriage. Like it's, it, it's, it's just a really repetitive Christmas bummer in <laughs> general. Repetitive Christmas bummer. And then my favorite part is like, as she drives away and he like, he's walking and then like the last line in the song and as I journey on my way back home, the snow turned in to rain. So deep. Like, so come deep. on. So profound. There's nothing to it. It's just a total, just like plus a wet blanket of a song. And I think production wise, it is a real disappointment for Dan Vogelberg too. I think it's, I think it's produced like pop nonsense. Um, not like some of his other really great stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Bummer. Every time I, I hear Dan Fogelberg, I think of the movie Basketball. There's this line where like Ernest Borgnine is talking to Trey Parker and he's like, you kids with your, you know, with your pop music and your Dan Fogelberg and like <laughs> Trey Parker goes, Dan Fogelberg? <laughs> like he didn't even know what he's talking about. But yeah, like to Ernest Borgnine, that's like, that's like the hip yeah, thing. Yeah, all you kids. 
Uh, do you have one you want to you want to hop on on this one? Well, I'll take your next one here on the list. Um, yeah. Um, this is a hearts in the right place kind of selection. It's, yes, kind of sorta. Hearts in what perf- is performatively in the right place at least. Yeah. Um, uh, and that is, do they know it's Christmas uh, by Band Aid? Which, um, uh, boy, it was meant to raise money for. Ethiopia. Ethiopia, it was. Yeah, thank you. There's been a lot of self-congratulatory money raising by groups of artists. And that was Ethiopia. Um, And the lyrics are just the most patronizing, horrifying thing. Yeah, Bob Geldof should get all of the negative attention he deserves. Sir Bob Geldof, thank you. Yes, that's right. For this, for this song. Yeah. 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 you know, it, it it is definitely, if you read the lyrics, it is definitely a colonial Western-centric viewpoint. Totally. Save can, I, can I just, can I just do like please. a little, Let's just go. a little snippet? Let's go. Just kind of, where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears and the Christmas bells that ring, there are clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Thanks, Bono. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. So bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's like, it's like, um, charity, charity as performance art. It's yeah. Um, and it, you know, let's not sell it short. It, they were anticipating raising 700,000 pounds and, you know, within a, a year of its release, they raised 8 million pounds. It's not nothing. Um, and that's 8 million pounds in what? nineteen eighty seven yeah something like that it's like that's that's not an insignificant amount of money no no um, and it made a difference and all of that but man the viewpoint it expressed i mean even just the title do they yeah. know it's christmas yeah god not great um and you can also thank bob geldof for we are the world yes um, you know it's just it was just our take of it on on this side of the pond yes loved him in the wall <laughs> enjoyed boomtown rats didn't need much of his I mean, thank God for raising the money. Okay, I'll give him that, but... Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, well. Oh, well. Moving along. This one's an oldie, but a goodie, I think. 12 Days of Christmas? A goodie that's a goodie to be on the bad list? I mean, I guess. It's, you know, it's probably, it's definitely the oldest one on this list. Yes, and I will tell you, you, you just haven't lived until you're... Six-year-old daughter has the My Little Pony version of it uh, coming out of her face for like 12 hours a day. So in our house, it's the John Denver Muppets version that gets played. All right. Are, but are they all the same gifts? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the just ponies the, have reworked the gifts. So um, the the Muppet version, you know, the big one is five gold rings, and that's Miss Piggy, who really like, really just... Of course she does. Stretches it out. She's Miss Piggy. So you might get a bum 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 at the end. You know she's she's going for it. Essentially, this is a brag song. Essentially, this is this is you know look how rich my boyfriend is. Yeah, my true yeah my true love. And Seven he, geese a laying, which means they're in protect the nest mode. Mm-hmm. That is not a nice gift. I think mostly very bird heavy Christmas and birds. Birds are not pleasant. I mean. Yeah. It's a lot of work. These they are, live very long. Yeah, yeah, and they're and well, and the wild ones are mean. You don't want to go anywhere near seven geese, geese a laying. That's not 
Well, but like, in, like if the partridge is in a pear tree, like is that its pear tree? And like, there's like a territorial thing going on. Plus, you're going to get 12 of those over the course of the song, 12 partridges and 12 pear trees. So do you have to plant them all? Do you have to have distance for the partridges to have territory of their own? It's a whole thing. So have you done the cumulative count on how many, how many gifts? It's a lot. 364. So, I mean, is this just like a flex? It's just like, this is, this is like what, what like rap songs are now. Here's my problem. If they'd wrapped it up with one more and ended up with a present per day of the year, that would have been harmonious. That would have been. That would have taken the, the idea to its logical conclusion for sure. So yeah, that's you know it's not great. It, it's it's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, you introduced me to this right. next one. A couple, of, I think it was our first Christmas together. It was. I was unfamiliar. And, and one of my favorite like moments of this podcast adventure was you listening to it and like live posting yes. your reaction. Yes, because it's the most nonsense. It's the most ridiculous Christmas song. Let him just <sighs> give it to him. What what is it? It's Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes. And for those of you who don't know, like some people feel like Christmas shoes has always been around. Christmas shoes is not that old. No. Christmas shoes was released in the year 2000 by a Christian vocal group called new song. One word, not new space song, new song, one word. Yeah. And, uh, it's bad folks. It's bad. So bad that you need to find it right now. If you haven't heard it. And just, um, I think last year when we mentioned it, we also give it the, um, suicide hotline number. Cause it's yep. so miserably sad and, um, so I'll put that in the show notes. Please have it handy when you listen. The The point is that it's bad. Yeah. And it's bad for a lot of reasons. First of all, it is a schmaltzy, sad song just for the sake of being sad. Um, I feel like they're trying to take like the contemporary Christian angle, but they do it from like a, the wrong way. Yeah. Like they never really mention Christmas and like the traditional Christmas story, if that's what they're trying to do. You know, if you look at the storyline objectively, um, a shopkeeper meets a little boy who wants to buy a pair of shoes for his dying mother so she can meet Jesus. And and Jesus will and see that, her and, shoes. And that, this, and that this whole operation, this yeah. whole thing is for him to learn what the true meaning of Christmas is. For him, the the singer, the the, the main yes, character, the, the, the narrator. person observing the child with the dying mother. The point yes. of all of this is that he learned the Christmas spirit. Yeah, the whole premise is from his POV, and um, so if you look at it that way, you know, in his case, uh, a mother has to die and leave her, you know, her children and spouse in order for him. Like, what is this a Disney movie? To learn the true meaning of Christmas. It's gruesome. It's a little. I mean narcissistic would be a way to say it. Plus then what, like so Jesus cares about the shoes you show up in. That's the other thing. Like what is the materialistic component of buying a pair of shoes for a person who won't be wearing them long? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, plus uh, you, you're going to, you're going to take your shoes with you. Is that how yeah. it works? I thought that was like the whole thing is you can't take them with you. Maybe really nice shoes. You can, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Christmas shoes. It's not good. It's bad. It's bad. All right. I think that you put and, the best bad song last <laughs> on this list, frankly. This no, this list this song is only on the list because of you. Oh. And because of the and because of the awesome um take that I have on it that I, I just needed to share. Okay. 
So this one is 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 just for Dan, and and the last of our list of Christmas tunes that need to go is "Wonderful Christmas Time" by Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's so bad. So I was, um, you know, I did some research on this episode to kind of put a list together and kind of just put some initial thoughts around it. And as much as I wanted to like put my own spin on this on the commentary here, uh, the review that I found on Esquire.com just like is just Chef's kiss perfect. And so I'm just gonna read it. Yeah. Because that's all we need. This is the Beatles of terrible Christmas songs. (laughs) It is a love song between a middle-aged man and the new Casio keyboard he got in his stocking. A song whose awesome black hole of musicality is almost powerful enough to suck the life out of everything McCartney did before it. Yeah. Wow. That That is spot on. That is perfect. That is perfect. The other take that I have seen on it recently is that it's... um. It's about people getting walked in on during a, a pagan winter yeah. ritual. You know, the spirit's up, the moon is right. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's good. Nothing going on behind yeah, this no, yeah, no, Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, it's pretty good. But it, it is funny, like the whole, like, it's a love song between a middle-aged man and his Casio keyboard. Nails it. Nails it. If you get into, like, some of the middle chorus parts and you can hear him, like, really overdoing the the chord stabs with the delay on top of them and it just gets real bing, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. like it gets real bad well there's this part in the middle that i think he's trying to do like like carillon bells da 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 it's like that, that there's no music happening here it's just paul no yeah so that is our comprehensive list of songs that need to go go or to put it more you know, more eloquently. So this is the list of Christmas songs that we think need to go. Are there any other tunes that you don't think we hit or ones that you just absolutely can't stand? You have to let us know, leave a comment, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Is it just, that being said, can we just take it for granted that Mariah Carey is right out. No, you know what? I definitely heard a lot of people say, all I want from Christmas is you needs to go, but they didn't, there was no substantive reasoning. It's just overplayed. It was just, I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah. And that was kind of one thing I wanted to say is that like, none of these songs are bad because they're played too much. It, they're bad on, on merit alone. Yeah, they're bad on their face. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a bad thing. Yeah. With you. So, so that being said, we wanted to come up with an equally comprehensive, interesting list of songs that we think should take the place of all these cruddy songs. And, um, I will say that these are pretty heavily biased on my end because I made the list, but I know that Dan uh, chimed in towards the uh, the bottom, so I I'll did. let him uh, did. do it. Now, you had said you hadn't heard all of these. Is that, is um, that the case? I went through and listened to a couple of them, but I, there there are several that are new to me, yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully these uh, songs are interesting to you guys, and um, you know we should probably come up with links and stuff so everybody can check sure, these sure. out. Or maybe we don't have like a Spotify playlist. We should... Maybe look into doing that, but not this week because it won't get done. I I promise it just won't. (laughs) So this is our list of songs that need to replace the ones that need to go. Uh, And I feel like they kind of start more traditional and kind of work their way down into the more contemporary stuff. So uh, the first one that I wanted to uh, draw attention to is Peace on Earth slash Little Drummer Boy by Bing Crosby and David Bowie. The video of that is so wonderful. It's It's so wonderful. It's so great. Yeah. If you haven't heard it, I don't know how you could have missed it. But um cuz it was... it's 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 the meeting of these two eras of peak musicianship. Yep. And um 
Uh, God, they just, they just, it's so sweet. It's so good. And you can, you can tell that they're not quite, like neither one of them are, are, are super sure of the other. Right. Um, definitely Bing Crosby looking at David Bowie, but there's something about the performance and just, if you watch the, the, it was from a, a Bing Crosby holiday special. Uh, it's just, it's a magical moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, and they connect as they go through, you see them sort of start out, not sure. And then like. By the end, they're two musicians, and they're connected the way that musicians are. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So some funny things that I heard about that whole process. Um, the one, Well, the one that I think is, is super interesting, if um, if you are aware of a producer-director named Genji Cohen, hmm. she, um, she's done like Orange is the New Black yes. and Weeds, and like she's been the showrunner for those shows. Her father... Um, was a Hollywood producer in that era, and he was the one who wrote the "Peace on Earth" component of that song. Nice. I, I heard that she was in, she was doing some interview on a, like a podcast or a TV show, and I was like, "That's very was cool." So, pretty cool connection. Yeah. So her her dad was you know integral for that happening. Love it. And then also, if you don't know, um, Bing Crosby is the highest selling artist of all time. Like it's not even close. Right. No one will ever sell more records than Bing Crosby period. Like, you know, the only reason why he doesn't get the credit that is due is that they didn't start reporting record sales until, you know, halfway into his career, like on the tail end, you know, it was like the late fifties or early sixties. He had already sold like 11 gajillion records by then. So if you want to talk about like the original gangster of, uh, of record sales, Ben Crosby is the OG. No one can touch it. For sure. So, and then the next one is just my favorite period it's what christmas means to me by cb wonder just the funnest song <laughs> great performance um it 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 to me feels like just one of the it's just one of those kind of like warm tunes and it's upbeat uh just fun i think the first time i heard it like as a, i'm trying to think of the one where it really sticks out was during um was was during elf when uh buddy and michael his brother like finally like realize oh like hey we may be related and they like run around new york city and stuff this is the song that's playing underneath that whole yeah. like montage nice it's just i was like oh it's so fun um members only has done it and i love singing it it's just it's such a fun song so cool what christmas means to me gets my silver big winner yep uh let's see moving along um <laughs> This one uh, was one that I didn't know about, and I feel really bad. But my uh, my friend Adam uh, and his band Basketball Team uh, turned me onto it uh, this time last year. Amber uh, was asked by a friend of mine to sing for his band's Christmas special, uh, and every year, minus this year, they did they do like a ninety minute set of just Christmas tunes, and this was one of them. Um, and that is Father Christmas by the Kinks. Now, have you heard this one before? I've not. It is, um, first of all, it's the Kinks sure. in like the late seventies. I think it was released in 1977 Nice, and it is just a rock and roll Christmas song. It is like, it's just the coolest. That's great. The, uh, the premise of the song is like a bunch of, uh, poor kids, um, beat up <laughs> a, uh, a department store, uh, Santa Claus and like knock him up for money. And it's, it's kind of like, like a rough and tumble, like rock and roll tune, but it's also kind of like social commentary on like England in the late seventies kind of like tied in, into it as well. But the intro is just like, sl- it's so good. 
it's just like it, it just starts real big and uh, it's a super fun song. So if you haven't heard Father Christmas by the Kinks, you absolutely have to check it out. Will too. Moving along, more high energy rock stuff. Oi to the world by the Vandals. <laughs> uh, again, just a it's just a it's a punk tune about Christmas, and it's just it's fun, and it is oddly you know with the Kinks talking about you know beating up a, a Santa Claus. Oi to the world is about like unity among all different factions. The uh, the chorus is oi to the punks and oi to the skins. Oi to uh, oi to the world and everybody wins. Uh, Super fun song. It's great. And it's, you're in and out in two and a half minutes. It's perfect. Hard, a, a good Christmas song needs to be short. I think that's important. And then I feel like No Doubt covered it on some sort of like Christmas compilation, like in the late 90s. <laughs> uh, I know it had a resurgence then. But right. um, if you don't know who the Vandals are, you should definitely look them up. Their drummer is, uh, is a guy named Josh Fries. And if you don't know who Josh Fries is, he is literally the drummer on every like rock song from the last 30 years hmm. that, um, that Kenny Aronoff didn't play on. <laughs> so like all that, uh, like he, he was the drummer for a perfect circle and, um, like f- flipping everybody. So look up the vandals if you haven't already. It's good. This next one is, uh, this one was, was <laughs> literally just Amber was like, this has to be on the list, right? I was like, it is, it is. I promise. <laughs> uh, and that is Dominic the donkey by Lou Monty. Now is this one that you've heard? I of? don't know this one. No. So it is, um, it's like a, it's like a, I don't know if it's a polka tune or whatever, but it's, uh, it's by a guy named Lou Monty and it is a song about a Dominic is the, is the Italian Christmas donkey. And the whole premise of the song is that Dominic has to help Santa get through Italy because he can climb the hills and the reindeer can't. And the, the chorus is just jiggity jig. It's Dominic the donkey jiggity jig. The Italian Christmas donkey. <laughs> and in between the jiggity jigs, there's some guy going, eow, eow. It's Of course amazing. there is. Of course there is. So you should definitely look up Dominic the I will have Dominic to find that. I will have to, yeah. It, I think your daughter will absolutely love it. I'm sure. Or just roll her eyes. We're, it's, we're heavily into rolling eyes these days. So. Ooh, very fun. We'll see. Next on the list of songs to replace crappy songs is Christmas Time, Don't Let the Bells End by The Darkness. One of the things I love more than anything is the fact that in the UK, they do the Christmas, uh, like the Christmas charts every year. And so you have like all of these like top 40 bands and like rock bands, like putting out these singles to like try and win this contest. So you end up getting a lot of these English bands with like these really fun Christmas tunes. And um, the Don't Let the Bells End came out right around the time that uh, Permission to Land came out, their first record. It's got everything you want in a Christmas song and then a bunch of things you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> um, it's got guitar solos and guitar like harmony solos and it's got a children's choir and it's got like a whole vocoder section. Like it's amazing. Okay. You should definitely check that one out. It should be in your rotation without question. Okay. Okay. Next one. Why don't you, okay, you know what? You do yours and then I'll do mine. Okay. Um, um, uh, one that I added to the list is Merry Christmas from the Family by Robert O'Keefe. Now, do you know this one? I don't. Tell me. So it is, um, when I perform it, I sometimes can't quite get through it because it so is my family Christmas party. It's like all the freaking everybody came from everywhere and we're out of, you know, carrots and somebody's got to run to the store for an extension cord. And 
And you know, it's just, it's just, um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful and cheesy and rednecky. And my family's more not, well, I grew up in Utah In Utah rednecks are a different kind of, different kind of redneck from almost anywhere else in the world. But, um, it just really, it really takes me home. That song. It's really, uh, it's, it's very, very good. Very, very I mean, good. anything that like, you know, knocks the, the nostalgia loose is going to be totally, like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I added is Duke Ellington's jazz nutcracker suite. This is an album that Duke Ellington and his ba- big band put out and it is pure delight. I think it was also an elf. I think it was, um, um, pretty much anytime you're here in nutcracker suite jazz, it's, it's off of that album in, in, nice. in elf. And it, it was a few, a few different places. Um, but fantastic, fantastic. Got it. Got to have that. It's not, that's a song. It's just not Christmas for me without, uh, without putting that on. And, yeah, I feel background. like as far as like instrumental jazz go, it'll be like that kind of thing or like the Vince Guaraldi trio. Love it too. Kind of, Love that too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Christmas time is here is one of my, one of my go-tos on piano. Um, I have been a piano jazz guy in the past and now what I can do on piano is Christmas time is here. There you go. Yeah. My kids hum it to themselves like throughout the house. It's sure. really funny. Every time I hear Christmas time is here, I think of Arrested Development though. Yeah. Yeah. Every time like something sad happens, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Those were both fantastic additions. Thank you very much. You for are so welcome. In. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you can tell. I like punk music. <laughs> I don't think it's any mystery to anybody who has listened to this uh, this list. Right. Um, the last two are, are are again more punk bands. Uh, Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight by the Ramones. Uh, kind of a to me, it's like the perfect blend of like punk rock energy with like Phil Spector style like songwriting and production. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, it's like a perfect slice of like mid eighties MTV, like garbage. Cool. So you should definitely look it up uh, on, on the YouTubes. And then the last one is, I think if you're going to do a sad Christmas song, I don't think you can do better than this one. I'll say uh, uh, on your list here, uh, when we got into punk, this was the only one I knew. Okay. So this one is, um, you know, we we we've kind of drifted away from talking about you know songs that are problematic or whatever that's not really the interesting part of these these songs this one's got some less than stellar yeah. lyrics but i don't think it necessarily colors the it tells the story that the song is trying to tell that's right and that is the ballad of new york city by the pogues uh if you haven't heard that it's basically a a a broken love story uh set around christmas of um Irish immigrants who came to the new Hopes world expecting and dreams their and, life to be better. And it just yeah. wasn't. And it's got an intro to it that, um, when I listen to that intro, I hear older Tom Waits, you know, Tom Waits, pretty compositions where the songwriting is really great. And then his voice is so evocative and meaningful. And there's something like that very powerful happening in the intro. And then it bangs into a very, you know, pogsy, you know, Sing songy Irish three, three count Irish jig thing. That's yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. So you know, unfortunate language aside, it's the only sad Christmas song that matters, in my opinion. Yep, agreed. So yeah, that is our list of songs that need to go and songs that need to replace them. Were there any tunes that you think don't get their due? Again, we really want to hear them. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, leave a comment uh, whenever we post this up on YouTube. We'd love to hear those. Thank you guys again for tuning in. That's, you know, that's what we got for this week. Ho, ho, ho. 
Ho, 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 indeed. Um, Dan and I haven't discussed what we're doing for Christmas next week. We'll probably do an episode. I, I reckon. See we'll figure why it out. We wouldn't. We'll figure it out. And then, of course, if you haven't checked it out, um, we are still in the midst of our giveaway. We have a contest going on. So um, if you haven't entered the contest, we are going to announce the winner on Christmas Eve. And basically, all you have to do is take our holiday gift guide video, which is on YouTube, share it to one of your social media accounts and uh, tag me and uh, Dan in it so that we can find it and you're entered into the contest to win anything on the list you want. Am I eligible? I don't think you are. Are you eligible? I mean, I I guess we could be eligible in the sense that we are buying it ourselves anyway. We'll get ourselves one of whatever our winner gets. <laughs> Maybe a twofer. There you go. Who's to say? And then another thing um, we we decided to do is that we have partnered with uh, the Pork Tornadoes and our buddy Mike Schulte, as well as a local Atlanta charity called uh, Songs for Kids Foundation to help raise some money. So um, this New Year's Eve, the uh, the Pork Tornadoes are doing a live stream concert from Cedar Rapids, and they are selling tickets for their live show. And uh, if you want to check it out or you just want to help out uh, some great causes, all you have to do is uh, purchase a ticket and use the promo code covers for kids and uh, 25% of the proceeds will go directly to songs for kids foundation. So definitely give that a look if you, uh, if you are able to do so. Um, All that being said, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, This is a blast to do. had a fun time putting the list together and hopefully you guys enjoy listening to it. So thanks again for tuning in. That will do it for this week from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson from Greensboro, North Carolina. I am Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 133. Have an awesome week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash Cover Band Confidential, Instagram at Cover Band Confidential, and Twitter at Cover Band Confid. If you have any questions, please email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential. And for more info, check out www.coverbandconfidential.com.